Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is Galatians chapter 2. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray as we read this chapter, we will consider what is important, what really matters, what is worth arguing about, what is worth defending. We pray that we would understand, that you would give us wisdom to understand. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. Galatians chapter 2. Then after fourteen years I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking along Titus also. Now I went up there because of a revelation, and laid out to them the gospel that I preach among the Gentiles, but in private, to the influential people, lest somehow I was running, or had run, in vain. But not even Titus, who was with me, although he was a Greek, was compelled to be circumcised. Now this was because of the false brothers secretly brought in, who slipped in to spy out our freedom that we have in Christ Jesus, in order that they might enslave us, to whom not even for an hour did we yield in subjection, in order that the truth of the gospel might remain continually with you. But from those who are influential, whatever they were, it makes no difference to me, God does not show partiality, for those who are influential added nothing to me, But these, when they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel to the uncircumcision, just as Peter to the circumcision, for the one who was at work through Peter for his apostleship to the circumcision was at work also through me for the Gentiles. And when James and Cephas and John, those thought to be pillars, acknowledged the grace given to me, they gave to me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship in order that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcision. They asked only that we should remember the poor, the very thing I was also eager to do. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face, because he was condemned. For before certain people came from James, he used to eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, because he was afraid of those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also joined in this hypocrisy with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with them in their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were not being straightforward with the truth of the gospel, I said to Cephas, in the presence of them all, If you, although you are a Jew, live like a Gentile, and not like a Jew, how can you try to compel the Gentiles to live like Jews? We are Jews by nature, and not sinners from among the Gentiles. But knowing that a person is not justified by the works of the law, if not by faith in Jesus Christ, And we have believed in Christ Jesus, so that we may be justified by faith in Christ, and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law no human being will be justified. But if while seeking to be justified by Christ we ourselves also have been found to be sinners, then is Christ an agent of sin? May it never be. For if I build up again these things which I destroyed, I show myself to be a transgressor. For through the law I died to the law, in order that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And that life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not declare invalid the grace of God, for if righteousness is through the law, then Christ died to no purpose." Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. 
In chapter 1, Paul showed that he did not get his gospel from the apostles or the church in Jerusalem, but received it from Jesus. Now in this chapter, Paul is showing that the apostles accepted what Paul was preaching as the truth and accepted Paul as an apostle. He says he went up to Jerusalem after 14 years. This is after Paul had been preaching for some time. This would have been after at least Paul's first missionary journey. It sounds in some ways like the gathering in Acts chapter 15. Paul says he explained what he had been preaching privately to the apostles, and they agreed and did not say that Titus needed to be circumcised. Titus was not a Jew, and Paul had been preaching that Gentiles did not have to become Jews in order to be saved. So the apostles agreed that Titus did not have to become a Jew. But then Paul speaks about the false brothers who had sneaked into the church. Paul says he did not yield to them. Those would be the Jewish Christians who were saying that the Gentiles had to be circumcised and become Jews in order to be saved. Paul did not accept what they said. It seems that it was the same teaching that had been brought to the Galatians, that some teachers were there saying that the Gentiles had to be circumcised and become Jews. So Paul shows that he did not agree with that, and the apostles in Jerusalem were not teaching that. Paul says that the leaders in Jerusalem didn't add anything to Paul's teaching. They accepted Paul as an apostle to the Gentiles. They only asked him that he try to send money to help the poor Christians in Jerusalem. Paul was happy to do this. We read about Paul doing this in 1st and 2nd Corinthians. Paul was hoping that this gift from the Gentile Christians to the Jewish Christians would help to bring them together. Then Paul tells this story about the time that Peter, called Cephas here, came to Antioch. Peter was happy to eat with the Gentiles, which is something that a Jew would not ordinarily do because they were not ceremonially clean. But Peter recognized that they were clean and were saved. But then some Jewish Christians came from Jerusalem and Peter stopped eating with the Gentiles. It seems that Peter didn't want the Jews to see him eating with the Gentiles. Well, he didn't say anything, but everyone saw the change. So the rest of the Jews in the church started following Peter's example and not eating with the Gentiles. Paul finally stood up in front of everyone and rebuked Peter about this. The problem wasn't that they had a different understanding of the truth. The problem was that Peter's actions were not showing the truth that he had already said and shown that he knew. Paul says that no one can be justified or saved by the works of the law. If someone could be saved by keeping the law, then Jesus didn't have to die. Paul says he died with Christ so that now he is living by faith in Christ. We are saved by grace, not by keeping the law. And now for a deeper dive. When should we argue with other Christians? When should we publicly rebuke other Christians? We know we are told to love God and love other people. And the time we will be tempted to argue and rebuke other Christians is when we feel like they are threatening us or our group. But that isn't the right time. The reason Paul rebuked Peter publicly was not because they disagreed about the truth. It was because Peter wasn't showing the truth that he already knew in the way that he lived. When Paul is talking about elders, leaders in the church, he tells Timothy in 1 Timothy 5.20, Reprove those who sin in the presence of all, in order that the rest also may experience fear. Peter's actions were public and were leading everyone into sin, so Paul rebuked him publicly to get everyone to change 
and live what they believed. Paul said he didn't yield to the false brothers for even one hour. If someone is teaching something as the gospel that is against the gospel, we need to disagree with them. And that is where it gets hard. What exactly falls into that category? Well, certainly this topic of how a person is saved fits into that. That is clearly fundamental to the gospel. If someone says you are saved by keeping the law, and Paul says you are saved by grace through faith, that is a major difference. So what are the basic things that we have to agree on to work together? Well, people have tried to nail that down over the years, and what they typically come up with is called a creed, a set of basic beliefs that they consider fundamental. Of course, the problem there is that they're making up that list. However well thought out and well-intentioned, it isn't an inspired list. We will have to first spend some time understanding the gospel ourselves so we can understand what isn't the gospel, and so we can understand the beliefs that we have been taught that are unique to our group and may or may not be right, but are not the core of the gospel. So we can continue to believe these things, but we don't have to argue with everyone else to get them to agree on those issues. And that understanding will take wisdom. We'll have to ask God for that wisdom. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.